everybody and welcome to ghoul talk this is Lindsay, and with me as always is daniel daniel just kidding daniel has actually welcomed a new human into his family so uh congrats to daniel and his family and unfortunately it, you just have me to share a couple spooky stories with you today uh really pulling a, a garth from wayne's world but gonna plug through and hopefully um, scare you in the process. I love a good ghost story as much as the next fellow. Uh, yeah, so it's just me recording by myself in my living room looking at cool as fuck. Um, but it's a, it's a fun experience, a experiment, I guess. Um, and I don't have a whole lot of witty repertoire just with, uh, you know, me, myself and I here. So I'm just going to dive right into the stories. I hope you don't mind. (laughs) Um, God, it's already after a great start. I hope Daniel's listening to this and laughing to himself. All right, so uh, just some background here. I recently went on a work trip to the great state of Oklahoma. Um, not sure how many folks have been to Oklahoma, aside from those of you who live there. It's a great state. It's actually really surprised about um, you know how how awesome it is, especially a lot of its smaller towns. Um, so I decided to pull together some research on some stories coming from Oklahoma, which. You know, you wouldn't necessarily when you're in your spooky zone and thinking about scary places in the country. Oklahoma doesn't really come to mind for paranormal scary things, I would imagine. But look, every place has it. So, got a couple of good ones for you. Um, First thing, there's some really fun sort of urban legends from Oklahoma. And you could just Google that. uh, And even the uh, tourist website of Oklahoma gives you a, a couple of good ones. But... I wanted to talk to you about the the one that I, I think is the most famous. It's also the creepiest. Um, it was one of those that when I read it, I just sort of um, I don't know. I, it was pretty pretty gross. So I'll just I'll just share it with you. But it's about Elmer McMurdy, the sideshow mummy, um, and this story is usually associated with Guthrie, Oklahoma. It's a smaller sort of Main Street community. Um, but it's a, a pretty good one. So I'm going just going to read. Couldn't do this better than they did. Um, read the story to you here about good old Elmer. But uh, Elmer McCurdy is more famous for what happened after his death than anything he did in life. Always a good, a good gauge, right? Um, many people believed he was an outlaw, a drunk, and part of a notoriously incompetent gang that roamed Oklahoma and the surrounding states during the turn of the century. By all accounts, Elmer should have been forgotten after he was killed during a shootout in 1911. Ooh, cool. I mean, 
Think about Oklahoma. You definitely think about shootouts, probably. And Route 66. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> instead, Elmer's corpse was taken to a funeral home in Pawhuska, Oklahoma, where an undertaker decided to embalm the unclaimed remains. Pretty sure that's not your call, bro, but okay. Do what you do. He charged visitors a nickel to see the mummy for several years before a circus man claiming he was McMurdy's relative, swindled the funeral home into selling him McMurdy's corpse. Afterwards, the body was bought and sold numerous times as part of a variety of freak shows, carnivals, and traveling acts for decades. That is some strong embalming fluid. I... Ugh, okay. Actually, as an aside, I have a good friend who's kind of a, a Lincoln buff, and uh, he said that you know, Lincoln's body was pumped so full of embalming through embalming fluid as he was kind of doing his uh, corpse tour of the U.S. after he was murdered, um, assassinated, that they, you know, they buried him in Springfield, Illinois. And then when they had to rebury him, he, I think he was like buried in kind of a hidden tomb for a while. And, um, you know, they wanted to prevent grave robberies and that kind of thing. So when they actually built him a new, uh, a new kind of mausoleum, um, burial, burial site where they were, it was going to be safe enough to move him from there to the other spot. They opened up the casket and his body was pretty well preserved and it had, um, pieces of like red and blue fabric all over it, kind of stuck to him. It was pretty gross. And they realized that the American flag that they had put on his body had disintegrated, but that his like super embalmed body had not so it's probably quite a scare for whoever was moving him pretty nasty so you can imagine McMurdy being kind of uh kind of preserved there as he's traveling from a variety of freak shows carnivals and traveling acts for decades yuck okay uh but it's not it not the end of the story there so in the 1970s his remains made their way to Long Beach California I'm guessing where they put they were ugh, where they were put on display at an amusement park. A popular television show, The Six Million Dollar Man, was filming at the park in 1976 when a crew member moved what he thought was a mannequin and broke one of the arms off, proving without a doubt that it was an actual man. I read somewhere else that the reason they were able to prove that it was actu an actual man is because when the arm came off, there were actual bones sticking out, you know, like tendons and shit. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being that guy? Trauma. Uh, after some research, the body was identified as Elmer McMurdy and finally buried in the Boot Hill section of Summitville Cemetery, excuse me, Summit View Cemetery in Guthrie on April 22nd, 1977. After more than 60 years on the road, Ugh. the local medical examiner ordered that two cubic yards of concrete be poured on top of Elmer's grave, ensuring that his remains will never be disturbed again. That's a good call, probably. Uh, murder mystery weekends at the Stone Lion Inn in Guthrie, I'm guessing, sometimes include a visit to the grave. So you get a little twofer, you know, if you go on that. Uh, probably awesome tour. So, pretty creepy. Good old Elmer, finally at peace, hopefully, under all that concrete. So I don't know about you, but one of my favorite um, 
kind of trending ghost story topic or ghost story um, types are those told by NBA players and other athletes who have to stay at haunted hotels. Uh, I think we talked about it maybe one of the last kind of around Halloween episodes about the Pfister Hotel in Milwaukee being the one that seems to have the most notoriety um, of being haunted and if it affecting players and having the NBA players be interviewed about their experiences. Um, it's a pretty good trope. I feel bad for those guys, but it's uh, get some good, good stories out of it. But apparently Oklahoma City has its very own haunted hotel in the Skirvin. It's a historic hotel downtown. Um, I have never stayed there. I stayed at the Colcord, which is gorgeous and kind of has a Batman Art Deco type interior. Really cool. Um, but the Skirvin is another of the Oklahoma City's uh, apparently beautiful downtown hotels. Um, so this, uh, I found this article in the New York Times about some of some NBA players' experiences at the Skirvin, and I thought you would be interested in hearing these as well. Um, for those of you not familiar with basketball, like myself, I only know a couple things, right? That Michael Jordan plays for the Bulls, Scottie Pippen, you know, like Magic Five. Isn't that what they were called? Cool, cool, cool. Um, so I do actually know that Oklahoma City Thunder is one of the, the best teams in the NBA and has a pretty good record. Um, but some people are claiming that they're one of the best teams, particularly with home games, because of Effie. And Effie is, according to the New York Times, an apparitional sixth man of sorts who may or may not exist at all in this world or any other. But Effie the housekeeper has been known to play wicked defense and haunt Thunder opponents, most of whom stay at the 103-year-old Skirvin Hilton Hotel. This was written a few years ago, so I think it's 106, but, you know, details. Um, So some of the things that other folks have experienced aside from these players. Uh, one banquet worker said she sometimes hears a crying baby, mostly in the basement or on the 10th and 14th floors. But she says it's not scary because it's something she only hears and not sees, which is something I can, uh, I can attest to that creepy thing or whatever is happening in my own house. I haven't seen anything yet. Cross my fingers, knock on wood, all that stuff, because that definitely would be scarier than the noises. Um, anyway, so the past few seasons, the Knicks blamed creaks and groans for, for a sleepless night before a loss. A Bulls player could not explain why his bathroom door slammed shut. A member of the Phoenix Suns woke to find his bathtub filled with water. The phenomenon seems to have begun in January 2010 when some of the Knicks said that a a loss in Oklahoma City could be blamed in part on a restless night at the Skirvin. Quote, this place is haunted, Jared Jeffries told the Daily News. It's scary. His teammate Eddie Curry said he slept just two hours one night. He was the only player assigned to the supposedly spooky 10th floor, and he spent most of his time in Nate Robinson's room, afraid to be alone. I definitely believe there are ghosts in that hotel, Curry told the Daily News, which illustrated its article with a photograph, not of the Skirvin, but of the Bates Motel. Nice. Uh, Weeks later, Chicago's Taj Gibson said that his bathroom door at the Skirvin had slammed in the middle of the night for no reason. Oof. 
His teammate, Derek Rose, was among the bulls who heard strange bangs and bumps and became a believer. It was scary last night, Rose said. Uh, Jordan Hamilton of the Denver Nuggets shared his thoughts from Oklahoma City on Twitter, writing, This hotel creeps me out every time we come here. In 2013, Wesley Johnson of the Phoenix Suns said he awoke to find his bathroom door closed and his tub inexplicably filled with water. Creepy, Jeff Ayers told the San Antonio Express News. I really heard voices and a baby in the room, and there wasn't anybody in there. It was crazy. The legend holds that Effie was a housekeeper during the early years of the Skirvin, um, before its 10 brick floors were expanded to 14 in 1930. W.B. Skirvin, the hotel's widowed owner, supposedly had an affair with Effie, and when she became pregnant, ordered her to stay locked inside a room on an upper floor even after she had the baby. At some point, the story goes, Effie went crazy, grabbed the baby, and jumped, killing herself and the child. Ugh. It's another classic hotel ghost trope, it seems like. Uh, The origin of such stories are hard to trace. Tales have bounced around Oklahoma City for decades, but in 1999, the Oklahoman um, wrote about a seductive maid with a crying infant roaming the halls, and it mentioned Effie's name in a Halloween article about local haunts in 2008. These days, Effie is considered a playful prankster, knocking on doors, opening drawers, and causing commotion in the halls. She even propositions men with her voice or appears alongside them in the shower. Sometimes she pushes a baby carriage in the hallways. Most haunting, perhaps, is the sound of the baby, heard but not seen, crying in the night. The hotel sat eerily vacant for nearly 20 years before it was renovated and reopened as a Hilton in 2007, a year before the Thunder arrived as transplants from Seattle. John Williams was the hotel general manager for its reopening uh, through 2010 and now oversees the neighboring Colcord Hotel, the one I was telling you about a minute ago. Um, the Skirvin, though, doesn't really talk much about this. Um, they have been, you know, past management teams have been told to dismiss the rumors, and the current general manager says that the position that the hotel has had and continues to have is that we don't discuss the lore, the myths, or the legends. He also added, and I think this is a, a good point, that athletes, ath- athletes, athletes are very superstitious, which is, of course, something they're known for. One thing the article did include that might contradict some of the claims that these uh, legends or these stories didn't really come up until 2010 after the Hilton took over is this really goofy newspaper ad for the Skirvin Hotel that was published in October 1960. And uh, it was supposed to gin up interest uh, for Halloween, interestingly. But it goes, to the Skirvin, the Skirvin, on gay Halloween. For everyone's going, tis plain to be seen. Stop, look well and listen, but keep your nerves steady. To haunt and ensnare you, these weird spooks are ready. There will be joy, song, and laughter, the time of your life. So come and bring sister, what, or sweetheart, our wife. Reservations made early, two dollars a plate, for the fun dodging ghosts and confetti is great. So maybe it was haunted before. Who knows? 
So we have a little bit more time here, and I thought we could cover a couple other creepy Oklahoma stories. This one, I'm sure, uh, will be of interest to Daniel, who is more interested in cryptozoology than most people I know. I'll tell you that much. Um, but this one I thought was pretty funny. So in Oklahoma, apparently, there um, there's a legend that there are octopi who live in Oklahoma's waters and have been living there for centuries. Um, apparently there are an unusual number of drowning deaths in some of Oklahoma's most like calm and peaceful lakes. Um, and these have all been blamed on a giant killer octopus like creature that lurks in waters and has been living there for centuries. Lake Thunderbird, Lake Tenkiller and Lake Ulagala have received the most attention from monster hunters and enthusiasts far and wide. So, Daniel, if you're planning your next road trip, you know, I think you have it here. Um, apparently, they use their many arms to drag swimmers down to the deepest deepest depths of lakes and eat them. Well, now this might surprise you all, but there is no photographic evidence of the monster, but that hasn't hop, uh, hopped, that hasn't stopped cryptozoology fanatics from wondering what might be down there. So it's weird that there's no evidence for that, right? But, like, maybe they'll find it. Um, hopefully nobody else dies, but it's a pretty uh, pretty goofy concept there. I don't actually know if there are any freshwater octopi. I'm guessing not. Um, but anyway, good cryptozoology from Oklahoma. Um, and I'll just wrap it up with... Uh, ooh, my ride's here. Uh, with one other story... Um, about the Belle Isle train station. It's just a really quick one, but thought it was kind of creepy. So this uh, train station, historic train station, was torn down in 1999 to make way for a mall, for a shopping center. Um, prior to this, it you know was a spot that had a bunch of different purposes, um, but kept a consistent history of strange deaths. So it was an amusement park in the 1920s, Shocker saw a fair share of people suddenly falling to falling to their deaths um, as the Belle Isle train station. A lot of people um, apparently committed suicide or fell from the top of the building or died in machinery accidents. Yuck. Um, people would also fall into the pond nearby and drown, probably killed by those, you know, those... Uh, this Oklahoma octopi all over the place. Um, another legend was that Satanists put an alligator in the pond and would sacrifice people to it in dark rituals. Sure. Um, but one of, the, one of the creepiest things I read about this, so it's now a mall or shopping center, um, and to this day, paranormal activity regularly occurs, apparently. So um, one thing that they've been able to capture with security cameras is that you know, things fly off the shelves even though no one's there. It is also said that the machinery will come on at random and start to work by itself. Uh, some people have said that the Belle Isle station is one of the most haunted places in Oklahoma because of the random power failure, power failures the station seems to have. Um, ugh, pretty freaky stuff. But I guess, you know, you wonder about... Um, former amusement amusement parks and malls and all that kind of shit. It's kind of no surprise some of these things are haunted. Creepy stuff. Well, anyway, so that is what I had prepped for you. I hope that um, you're terrified that you shit your pants on your way to work. 
thinking about Oklahoma probably wouldn't be the first time for you or for other people. Uh, we will hopefully be back to a regular schedule one of these days, but you know, it's summer. We're kind of all on vacation, except for me. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, you know, we have a kind of loosey-goosey schedule for a little while, but bear with us and we'll get back to the every two weeks here eventually. You might have a couple bonus, bonus social or um, solo eps, either from me or from Daniel, but we'll try to do our best and drop some out there so that our hungry, hungry fans won't go hungry for ghost stories. Nailed it. Okay. On that note, till next time, guys, have a good one. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs>